What's up, guys? What's going on? This is Paul and Pauline Theology's Daily Devotional. Glad you're here, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon or evening, just whatever time it is. I'm glad you're uh, listening to the podcast. If it's your first time listener, I'm Paul. Uh, if you're back, man, I'm glad you're back because we dive deeper into the scriptures. We're in First Peter chapter 3 now, guys. It's been a journey, and we're going to continue on the journey. I think that uh, we're getting into some deep stuff here. Last uh, Yesterday was a tough one. The day before that was a tough one. And today is going to be a tougher one, too. So it's it's the truth of the word that is speaking to us and how it opens our heart and causes us to be changed and conformed to his image. And that's a blessing. So um, it may be hard, but we need it. Let's dive on in. We're in First uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 1. And we'll read through uh, verse 6. It says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of your hair and putting on golden jewelry or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. So now Peter moves these, um, uh, people call them household codes. Uh, we went from the people being subject to the government and then uh, slaves being subject to their masters. And now we have wives being subject to their husbands. And so this is like the proper lifestyle or the institution of the home um, during that time period. And so uh, and that's why you can see it says that Paul says be subject to all institutions. And then he goes into those institutions. Did I say Paul? I meant Peter. That's why Peter said earlier, it says uh, be subject to every institution. He started with the government. Then he went to um, the slave. And now he's uh, with the wife. And uh, he says, be subject to your own husbands. And I think that what we're talking about here is more of a fact that the husband is not a Christian. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, important for wives to be subjects to their, their uh, husbands in a Christian home, yes. But I think Peter knows that the women uh, in this church, uh, in this group, desire to be submissive to their husbands because they know that husbands care for them and love them and uh, seek to follow the scriptures out where the man lays down his life for the wife. And so um, because of that, he decides to delve a little bit deeper on the wives without believing husbands uh, because this is where, um, or should be where, uh, because as Christians, we sh it should be, the home should be a good place because we have Jesus leading it. But uh, in this case, it's where things could be very, very difficult for the wife. If she becomes a Christian and her husband is still unbelieving, it's a difficult situation because in most cases, this is a family matriarchal or not, I'm sorry, not matriarchal, patriarchal system. And that uh, whatever the, the father, the husband, the male in the home um, believes, says and does is how it goes. And so if a wife comes under the conviction of, of the power of the Holy Spirit and turns her life over to him, bending the knee to Jesus saying that he is king, then it is a difficult uh, life at the home for him, or I mean for her. And so uh, 
Peter gives like provisions or um, practical steps that the wife can do that will hopefully, by the grace of God, woo her husband uh, to the um, the beauty and the wonder of the Lord. And he says this, uh, it is done by her actions. It is done by her heart, a submissive and respectful heart. That's what it's done by. I, I, I see that he says, um, don't do it or, or don't let your, your adorning be external. Uh, talking about, you know, looking nice or, or uh, fancy clothes or jewelry or anything. He says, don't let that be it. I, I don't think that he's explicitly prohibiting such things. It's, it's okay to wear makeup. It's okay to have uh, earrings. It's okay to, to wear nice clothes. It's okay to look look uh, uh, beautiful externally in a physical sense. But he's saying that's not what's going to win the husband over to Christ. That's not what's going to show the husband, the character of who God is in her life. What's going to show that is the quiet, gentle, and respectful spirit. He says that is what's pleasing in God's sight. It says, and this is how the women of that time, of the he says the holy women who hoped in God adorned themselves with. It, it wasn't with fine jewelry. It, it wasn't with um, colorful clothes. It was with respect, gentleness, and a love for God. He says this. He says, uh, if we're children of Sarah, which means that they follow in the faith or they are um, following the tradition of respect and submission to their, their husbands, he says, then we'll do as she did. Sarah called her Lord. Sarah called Abram Lord. Well, this was just a term of respect and endearment in that time. It's not like he is the boss. He ain't the boss. But uh, it's a term of respect and endearment. And God calls um, women to respect their husbands. He calls husbands to love their wives, cherish their wives. But he calls wives to respect their husbands. And in doing so, showing that quiet spirit of respect, that is what can turn a husband to Christ. So if you're if you're a lady out there listening to this and you're wondering how you can uh, turn your husband to know the Lord, you can help aid in his salvation. Well, then do this, you know, be, be a, a gentle spirit, a caring spirit. And, and gentle is strong. You know, it, it has power and might, but it has a soft touch about it. It doesn't nag. It is a, a strong, committed, but soft, quiet spirit. And so I, I, I pray actually for, for you ladies going through this because I know it's very difficult. And to be honest, this is one of the times, or I think maybe the only time in the Bible in which uh, it doesn't call for a um, mouth, a confessing, or a um, telling of the gospel through word. You know, this isn't actually, this is the single time in which it says that they, they will be one without a word because of how they live. That's how powerful it is for a wife to be submissive to her husband, especially one who does not know Christ. It says that through that submission, through that respect, through that humility, through that spirit, 
they can be turned to God without even a preaching of the gospel. Because they'll notice the, the gospel within you. And then no doubt they'll ask, how can you do this? How do you live this way? And then you can tell them, it's all about Jesus, baby. <laughs> yeah, so what is who is God in this? Well, I think he's a, a powerful God, okay? Because how powerful is it that by the way we act, we can woo somebody? Man, that is only by the strength of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Because I guarantee you it is very difficult to be submissive to a person who is straight up doing wrong. I mean, in the other sense as well, man, is straight up doing wrong. He's a powerful God to be able to do that. But I think it continues on the same vein is when Peter is telling the wives to be submissive in a difficult situation. When Peter is telling the slaves to be submissive in a difficult situation. When he's telling these saints to be submissive to a government that is persecuting them. What he is saying is trust in the Lord's sovereignty. His love for you because it says that he's called you. He's chosen you. He's made you into his kingdom. He has called you to be a priest. And if those things are true, then he's going to take care of you in any situation that you're in. And so he says, trust in God. What's it say about man? Uh, well, I think it says that power is great in submission. The power of God is seen greatly in submission, especially on the part of the wife. Not just the wife, because we've read uh, uh, the last couple of days about how submission displays the beauty of who Christ is and his gospel. But it's particular in this as well, because, again, I say it says he would be one without a word. That's powerful. That is powerful. And so for us to submit is a wonderful thing. It's not easy. Never. It's never easy. But when we do it, we see amazing things happen. And what's to say or how my applies to my life is, well, first off, me personally, I'm, I'm going to seek to love my wife uh, because that's that's what I desire to do. I want to be a person worthy of that submission. I want to be a person worthy of that trust to follow me when I live my life or uh, call a, a, a command or, or or do something. I, w I want to be a person that she can look to and say, man, I will submit to him because I know he is seeking only for what God has said, only for what Jesus has called him to do. And when I do that, I, I, I pray that it makes it easy for my wife to submit. What's your application as you, as you study this, man? Um, because it's some, uh, it's some deep words, some deep stuff. I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'm glad you're here. I'll see you in the next one.